Hello, this is your Uncle Misho, and I want to address this issue here real quick. I believe this is something that we need to address. You know, I, I came out of the military, and I came in and lived here in the Louisville area, Louisville, Kentucky. While I was here in Louisville, Kentucky, I went in the military when I was 18 years old in 1978. So I've never really, I've never lived uh, as an adult in any uh, uh, community that was identifying themselves as black. Because I was too young when I left Miami, Florida at 18 years old. And I went in the military when I, in 1978. So I stayed in the military for a, a, a total of 21 years. And I, I retired as an E7. The location that I retired to was Louisville, Kentucky. So Louisville, Kentucky became Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky became the first city and state that I entered back into civilian sector as living in what we call predominantly the black community. The predominantly black community was called is called the West End of Louisville, Kentucky. But as military people, we're not normally affiliated to any religious, I mean, we're not normally affiliated to any particular political party. So I studied and learned that Martin Luther King was a Republican. Without knowing all the politics or what was going with Democrats and Republicans, I automatically decided that since Martin Luther King, I learned that he was a Republican, I identified myself and I registered as a Republican. Now, now after I did that, I did learn and start hearing all the the differences between, you know, start looking at the history and everything, what the Democratic Party with the Republican Party, man, it was just like an on and on thing about, you know, the Republicans switched, the Democrats switched and everything. I decided I wasn't going to change. I wasn't going to do it. I said that I'm going to just stay a Republican because what I also discovered is that I had more conservative values. Self-sufficient. Self-preservation. I didn't want the government telling me what I can and could not do. So just for those reasons, I decided, hey, listen, I'm not trying to allow someone telling me what to do. So I stayed a conservative. And what I was deciding to do is that I was practicing conservative values, regardless of what the party was doing, even though I can recognize that uh, the Republican Party seemed to had some issue in working with the black community. But my conservativeness and my conservative views was paying off of me in such a way that those that I compare myself who was practicing black liberalism in the black community and me learning how to practice what I consider conservatism, self-preservation, I just noticed that there was the comparison wasn't the same. So I, I dug in, I dug in and became a true diehearted, outspoken conservative brother. Now, I got a whole lot of name calling that came from all that. There was a tremendous amount of name calling that I received from that. But here's one thing that I came to realize, and I made up my mind. I noticed that so many of my people were poor, living poor, didn't have no money. All these 
uh, organizing nonprofit organizations and everything, all these government programs that were coming into our community. We're dealing with a bunch of broke black people, black people. We got no money. So I started some organizations, but I decided that I wasn't going to use black people begging them for money. I decided to use my own money. I decided that I was going to use my own money because I was blessed enough to be able to use. I was blessed financially. I was able to do certain things that uh, I didn't need to beg and whine or hustle or you know, constantly demanding black people to give me their money. I decided I was going to do things in my community without begging black people for money. I so what I did, I financed a lot of stuff. I, I remember one particular thing. I financed bringing George Huff from American Idol to Louisville, Kentucky. My wife and I did it on our dime. I remember uh, Tony Evans when he came into town. Uh, I financed that, bought the T-shirt, didn't ask nobody for anything. I did it, paid for it myself. Um, a Man Up organization that I got myself involved in, Man Up. Uh, I was the chairman of it. I did nobody anything. We we went out there, done some great things in the community. Uh, in my on my on my in my community, the Forty Street Block Watch. I lived on the Forty Street in the West End, heart of the Black community. We fed we seven years straight. We fed uh, thousands of people in our community. Again, was on my dime. Never baked or asked, you know, never did chicken dinners or you no know, rallies, never, no, never made anyone feel you know, guilty or hustling that God said this. I never did that. Never, never, not one time done that. Another thing I had myself involved in, I, I volunteered at the uh, local school, did that for seven years as well, Brown School. On my dime, volunteered. Didn't ask nobody not for a dime. I used to go to even the children used to think it was kind of odd. Mr. Daniels or Mr. Michon, you're not getting paid to be here, but you here with us for two, three hours and you're not being paid. I say, I'm here because I want to be here. I'm not here to get paid. I'm here because I believe that I'm trying to serve you. So even the children recognize that Mr. Michon <laughs> was here and wasn't getting paid. It was like I wasn't their teacher. Okay, I was an extra person coming in and giving of myself to the school. Why do I bring this up? No good deed goes without some type of being scrutinized and punished. <laughs> I've given and given and given. And then people wants to crucify you and call you names when they didn't give a dime or participate in anything to the things that I was doing. So I'm going to say to each and every one of you that hears this and understand what I'm saying. If you can give and be helpful to your community, and it doesn't cost your community anything. 
but they benefit from that, then do it. Then do it. Don't look for anything back in return. Just do what you believe that you've been blessed to give. And what's interesting about all the money, I'm not even going to tell you the, 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 the money that I lost, all the money that my wife and I sold and gave away. Do you know we are still financially well off? <laughs> I mean, we have lost a lot of money. And for the, my wife is amazing that as well. I have thrown a lot of money away, a lot of money away, okay? to my detriment and still we're both able to retire. I'm still financially well off. So it's something to that when you're willing to love and give to people, somehow you still get your inheritance. <laughs> somehow your inheritance still seem to come to you. And I'm laughing about it because when I say that I threw a lot of money out there, I have thrown a lot of money out there in my community. The black community in Louisville, Kentucky has received a lot of money from me and my wife. And I can honestly tell you, I don't regret it at all. Because when I see what my wife and I and where we are today and how we live in today, we're still doing pretty good. So I will say to you that if you can be a blessing to somebody, do the right thing and never be concerned about what other people will say to you. Because here's the key. No one knows what you're doing, but God does. And that's the only thing you can depend on is knowing that God knows your heart and knows what it is you're doing. So this is your Uncle Mishon telling you, yes, I have wasted a lot of money, throwing money to the black community. For all of you who call yourself black, I've thrown a lot of money towards you. And I don't regret not one dime of it. Not one dime of it. You know why? God shall provide. God shall provide those who trust and believe in the Lord. This is your Uncle Mishaw speaking to you. Have a blessed day.